Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Podcast. Today, your gruesome twosome is going to be breaking down NFL games and telling you where to put your money. Leo, how are you doing? 5-0 Titans versus the 5-0 Steelers. I need the clock to hurry up and get to 1 o'clock, man. I'm ready. I, I'm nervous, and I'm ready. Hour and a half before we get to 1 o'clock. And in that hour and a half, we are going to give you a quick 15 to 20 minute snippet here. It's going to walk through what best bets we look at. And we will break down specifically this Titans-Steelers game. And let's start there. Uh, this game is a pick em. Now, a pick em means that you take either side and you minus one. So you're flipping a coin, you get minus one, even money. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that my big takeaways from this game, and then, and this is your team, so I want to hear. I want to hear how you feel about today. I want. I want to. I want you to go out. You're going to make a prediction. You're going to give us all that. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna walk your walk. Um, all right, uh, I'm ready. So here, here's a, a brief rundown for me of where I think we're at. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are susceptible uh, in their secondary and in their linebacking core. Um, their secondary plays real good when their front four gets pressure. They lose uh, Bush, who is their best tackler, and makes their defense hum. Uh, he cleans up all the mess, so that's going to hurt their running game. Uh, now, flip side, what do the Steelers do really well on defense? They rush the passer, and they rush the passer ferociously. I don't think there's a better front forward football. They are fucking fantastic. Now, the, the Titans are coming into this game without Taylor Lewan, no left tackle. That's going yeah, that one hurts. That's going to be a problem. So I expect, and this is a quick 30-second synopsis, I expect that the Titans try to spread the Steelers out and then run the ball, meaning you trot out two, maybe three wide receivers, keep a tight end closer to the line, maybe not on the line, but close to the line, and then you run the ball with Henry. So that what that'll do was that'll put the safeties back a little bit, they have no linebacker to really clean up the shit. And the, the Tennessee Titans are going to rely on handing Henry the ball and have him wearing the Steelers down. They're a little undersized, and they can be pushed around if you can get if you can spread them out, thin them, and run the ball. So I expect that's the key matchup. Everything in consideration, that's the key matchup for me. All right, let's hear what you have. Yeah, it's strength on strength, really. And I guess we're going to find out who, you know, which unit is going to be better. The the matchup to take a look at or to keep your eyes on in this game, I think, is going to be Derrick Henry versus that Pittsburgh run defense. Yep. Uh, I was just watching NFL primetime before we jumped on here and there. Teddy Bruschi was doing a nice little breakdown on how the Steelers' defensive linemen are big and they know how to look for the run before they turn up the field to rush the passer and all of this. And I, I just think that that's going to be the matchup that's going to determine the winner. Uh, whichever strength can win out over the other team, that, that's who's going to win. If the, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can shut Derrick Henry down under 100 yards, I think they're going to be looking – they're going to be in prime position to win the game. However, if the Titans offense can have their way like they have all season so far, I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be able to hang with the Titans offense today. That being said, I am concerned about the Titans secondary versus Big Ben today. Uh, because the number one corner of Dory Jackson, like we've been saying every week, he's still out. It's looking like he might be back within the next two or three weeks, but he's out this week. And so we're going to have uh, 
Claypool versus Malcolm Butler. And I, I don't really feel that good about that matchup. So I, I expect the Titans offense to be able to put up more points than Pittsburgh, but uh, we're going to see if the Pittsburgh defense comes to play or not. I don't expect the Titans to hold Pittsburgh under, you know, under 24 points. You know, I think both teams are going to score plenty today. But I think the Titans offense has a little more. It has an extra gear to it that I don't think that Pittsburgh has. And I think the Titans come out with a victory. I'm going to say 31 to 24. So I I break the other side of the ball down. I have the Steelers capable. uh, So the Steelers are the best offense in the NFL throwing the ball between the 10 and the 19 yards from scrimmage. Uh, The Titans are the worst defense at defending that specific design. So... Uh, I think that there's going to be some opportunity for Pittsburgh to exploit that kind of analytical matchup. Now, here's the problem. Pittsburgh is one of the bottom five teams when it comes to an analytics department. Are they aware of these things? Probably. Do they know to the extent at which they should be exploiting them? Probably not. I think it's a big part of this story. The matchups that uh, would benefit the Steelers greatly... uh, I don't know if they have a full understanding of how to exploit that, how to uh, get the. I know that they'll go, oh, that was a successful play, but do, do we understand why? I'm not saying the Pittsburgh Steelers are stupid. I'm simply saying it is a fact that the Steelers uh, have been one of the last teams to turn to play action, um, which is a staple in almost every other football organization. If you look at all of the best teams in the NFL, they all use a dramatic amount of play action, um, including the Titans. It, there, there's a reason the best teams in the NFL use it. Pittsburgh's starting to get into that realm, but they're really behind. And Pittsburgh also does not have a big analytics department. I think these things can hurt you in games like this. Uh, This is a tough matchup, and you should be using every resource possible, and you're just not. So that's the that's the my my real look at it. How I how I envision um, how how I kind of envision this game going. I think it should be close. Um, I think that Tennessee can take advantage of them. I do like. I will say this. I think with Taylor Lewan out. I think that's going to be the difference maker. Uh, I see a strip fumble. I see a forced interception, a bad throw. And I think that's what's going to eventually lead to a very close. But I see a Pittsburgh win 27-24. That's how I envision this going. Uh, But, you know, hey, uh, it's football. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Vegas put it at a pick and they threw it in the air. But. Right, so, you know, one of the underrated matchups for this game, I think, is going to be the Titans' pass rush versus uh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, And I say that because in all five of the Titans' games this year, they've played quarterbacks who may not be the most. They're not Lamar Jackson out there, but every quarterback they've played so far this year has had the ability to, you know, do a little bootleg off the play action, keep play alive, maybe get a couple yards with their legs. You know, they've faced Drew Locke, they've faced Gardner Minshew, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. Like, those are all guys that can move around at least a little bit. Big Ben does not have that ability. And no. so I'm going to be very curious to see if this is the game where the Titans pass rush can finally get home because they do a good job pressuring the quarterback, but they just don't finish as often as you would like. With Big Ben, I expect them to finish a little more often. Yeah, I, I think that this could be a turning point for both games, both teams. They've been, I think both teams have been riding pretty high, throttling the teams they've been playing. 
Uh, this is the first real test and matchup both have had. Obviously, I have no faith in the Buffalo Bills. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's where we're turning. Let's turn into the rest of Sunday slate and let's walk through some games. Uh, earlier, we were talking offline that uh, you're, you're looking at the slate and you're not seeing anything um, that really jumps out at you. Right. I didn't see anything that inspired me to, to put money down. And so I'm hoping maybe you'll point me in the direction of something that, you know, maybe tickles my fancy. I'd like to put a little money down today, but I didn't see anything that made me feel good. Okay. So let me, I'm going to walk through starting with the one o'clock slate, just brief overview of what I like and why. Um, first game of the day, you have the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't see the Bengals in a position where they're going to lose two in a row. And at the Browns. The Browns in a position where they lose two in a row, especially the Bengals. I think we have more tape on Joe Burrow. I think the second time playing the rookie will help you a lot. I think that there's a lot of disorganization in the Bengals right now. Uh, we have players like John Ross, A.J. Green, and Carlos Dunlap all saying that they want out. Uh, this is, that's big. That's What is John Ross talking about? Like, he hasn't done anything. They just, the, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I believe that a lot of it just comes down to the fact that you take a look and you go, you know, I'm just fucking sick of losing. I'm just uh, sick yeah, of I losing. I understand that. You it's know, been a couple years for him. Yeah, you're just done. You know, you're like, okay. And then you look up and you're like, what are we, one, four, and one? Man, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. We're not even close to these other teams. We play the Ravens, they beat the shit out of us. We're going to play the Steelers, they're going to beat the shit out of us. Like, who cares what we do against the Browns? I'm done. Like, you're, you know, you're a man, you're sitting there, you know, you know. So, I'm going to start with this game, and I like the Cleveland Browns, but I like them on the money line. Uh, I, I like the minus 180, and I like, the, I'm going to put it in, uh, I'm going to put it in, in parlays. Look for them in parlays. And, and it's just the three and a half hook. I think they should be able to cover it. If you feel confident about the Cleveland Browns covering, go that way. If you feel confident about the Bengals covering, I would stay away from the game. I just don't. I have very low, very low uh, expectation. Um, I'm going to skip over the Dallas and the Washington game. I don't care who wins that game, and I don't care that they're playing. Uh, Detroit and Atlanta, same thing. I don't care these two teams are playing. Um, Nick, we have, a, we have kind of a marquee game here with Carolina and New Orleans. If Carolina can win this game, they actually move up in the standings and the New Orleans Saints are going to have a little bit of a crisis on their hands. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I think New Orleans Saints actually already have a crisis on their hands. And I think they have two crises. One, Michael Thomas is not getting along. Something's fucking going on weird there. They float him in trade right. rumors this year. Um, now, I saw a report that they're already talking about him missing next week. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's not all of that hamstring. It is <laughs> It is none of that hamstring. None. You can't sell me on that. Just to give you an idea, today's game, New Orleans Saints are 3-2. Three and two, Carolina's 3-3. Three and three. If New Carolina wins that game, the Saints drop down to 3-3, three and three, and they fall below Carolina in the standings. But that's not actually the thing I really... I don't think that's actually the true problem here. There's something deeper going on. Do you remember that they floated Alvin Kamara as a trade target earlier this year because they couldn't get the... Uh, it, they were getting close to that deadline and all of a sudden Kamara popped up on trade blocks and then they got the deal done? There's something going on in that organization. Uh, from the horrible contract you give out to Taysom Hill to Drew Brees not looking himself to Alvin Kamara being threatened to being traded to Michael Thomas now threatened to being traded. There's something weird going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is, but I like the Carolina Panthers plus the points. 
That I like the six and a half. I think that's way too much to give up in a game like this. No Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Drew Brees already has trouble throwing the ball. It's going to be a very interesting game. I believe Carolina can keep this close. Uh, so I like Carolina plus six and a half. All right. So, yeah, that might be one that I have to lock in because when I was when I was looking at the slate earlier, that is one that stood out to me. I looked at the Panthers plus six, I think it was, when yep. I was looking at it. You said it's 6.5 now? 6.5. All right, so yeah, I did look at that one and go, hmm, you know, that might be a, a tasty little, yeah. tasty little game to take. I think I think there's some good opportunity there. I like it. Um, I I don't really see a whole lot of downside in it. I think that this is a just going to be a Kamara game, heavy Kamara game. But Carolina is actually well coached, and I believe they could kind of cancel that out a little bit. You can cancel them as much as you possibly think you can, you know. So yeah, I like it. All right. I like it. Teddy Two Gloves does his thing today. Yep. Let's move to the uh, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. This is a no-brainer for me. I will bet against the Buffalo Bills. I don't really have to add anything to this. I'm going to bet against the Buffalo Bills until someone goes, Matt, it's going to cost you 35 points. And then I'll go, all right, I'll tease it down to 29. Uh, there, there There isn't a whole lot for me to be worried about when playing the Jets. The Jets have 75 total points this year. Uh, they are the 26th rank, uh, 31st overall offense, uh, the 18th defense. This is a bad, bad team. The Bills are angry as fuck. They are right, coming been, off back-to-back losses. They're whippings. Come out hot today. Back-to-back whippings. Now, Sam Darnold's set to return, and the entire Buffalo Bills secondary is out. So that could be, this could be a right for keeping it closer. Until the Bills, until the Jets show me that they can play a professional football game, I'm going to treat them as if they can't. I'm going to take the other side of that. I'm just not going to make it complicated. Yeah, I think betting against the Jets this season, obviously you're going to win more often than you lose, so yep. I can't argue against it. Uh, speaking of bounce-back games, the Packers play uh, the Houston Texans. I love this game, minus 3.5 for the Packers. Aaron Jones is out, uh, but I still like the Packers to put it on the Texans. Texans kept it close with the uh, Titans last week. That was the dead cat bounce after firing your coach. Um, they've been kind of riding through. I just don't think they're capable. Packers got spanked in, a, in, in really what was a primetime game because the NFL gave us no other options of NFL games to watch. Uh, I expect the Packers to bounce back in a big way. I like them minus three and a half. And then I flip into the four o'clock slate. Um, this is one of the weirdest four o'clock games I've seen in a while. This Tampa Bay uh, Las Vegas game is so fucking weird. Uh, in case you missed what was going on, the Raiders left tackle Trent Brown and some of the linemen went to an event outside of work, a non-sanctioned event, which is not supposed to happen. None of them were wearing masks. None of them were wearing PPE. They end up, Trent Brown pops for COVID. They lock the entire offensive line down. Now, yesterday the line was allowed to come back to practice, but that line is not practiced all week and Trent Brown is still out. Now, the buried nugget in this is uh, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jonathan Abram, their uh, stud, stud defensive player, is out. He also tested positive. So him and Trent Brown, your left tackle, and your best, your, your one of your best hmm. defensive players uh, is out of this game. Abram, Abram was out. Yep, and I think this actually spells trouble for the Raiders. I think you missed two key cogs. Uh, the Buccaneers um, looked really good last week. Uh, 
I like the Bucks here minus four and a half. I think that's a. I think we're. I think we're getting a little bit something there. The Raiders had to deal with a lot this week. They are coming off a bye. I would love the Raiders in this situation if they had their left tackle and their stud. Uh, Stud safety. defensive play, safety. Yes, yeah, if, if if they were both in, they are healthy. They're healthy scratches. I always hate that shit. Um, the four twenty five game. This is where this is actually the four o'clock and on is actually the slate I prefer. Um, and we get a lot of four o'clock games this week. A lot. The NFL hurt us, uh, and, and they gave us four games, which is phenomenal. Four uh, good ones. Too. Four good ones. San Francisco Forty ers play the New England Patriots. This is very simple for me. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it anything more than this. I will take the Patriots minus three with a better quarterback, a better coach, and Bill Belichick will be able to snuff out anything Jimmy Garoppolo want, is capable of doing. I've seen him do this over and over again to the the, the teams that don't have a great quarterback. Um, he's done it to Jared Goff over and over again. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is in the same realm. New England Patriots minus three. Uh, 425. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of want to see how Cam looks today. Uh, you know, last weekend he looked terrible. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think he had three turnovers. Yeah. If he didn't have three, he had two and an almost third, and it just didn't look good. And so I, I need to see how they bounce back because I thought the Patriots would make the playoffs this year, and it's not looking so great. No, uh, they are in uh, a little bit of a shit shit spot. Uh, the Jacksonville Jet, the, the next four o'clock game, the Kansas City Chiefs and Denver Broncos minus seven and a half. I'll tell you this: I've taken the Chiefs on the money line. I'll put them in parlays, but I'm not touching on seven and a half. The do- the Broncos are feisty. Now, New England looked terrible last week, but the Broncos do have some bright spots, and they can giddy up and go. Uh, I'm I'm kind of interested to see Drew Locke in his second game back. Uh, I will take the Chiefs in a. I won't tease them. I will take them on the money line and parlays only. That's my advice there. Next. Kansas City's won nine straight games against the Denver Broncos. They're yep. looking to make it ten today. I think that the smart money is with the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm I going to step away from it just because it's a division game and go, I don't like the hook. If you want to buy it down to six and a half, go for it. But just try to avoid that hook. Jacksonville Jaguars, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm not sure why the Chargers are getting seven and a half. Uh, I don't know why anyone thinks Anthony Lynn would be able to put together a winning game plan to win by two scores. Um, I actually am going to look right now when the last time the Chargers won a game by two scores. Maybe it's like one week away. but Neither um, team has won a game since week one. Right. Okay. So, you know, you I got to go. Uh, let's see. Week one, they beat the Bengals by three. Um, they I just don't understand where the minus seven and a half comes in. Let me look at uh, Los Angeles Chargers 2019 schedule. Now, obviously, very different team, right? Different quarterbacks. Um, you had Phillip Rivers in there. Ah, Christ. If I type in LAC, it brings up the Clippers. Um, <laughs> they got to move out of LA. Uh, I think we determined that last year, right? While so, you do that, I think that this, uh, I think that this matchup, the Jaguars-Chargers matchup is the one that I won't have on my TV today. But yeah. I think that it could end up being an offensive shootout, so I kind of want to take a look at the over, if we can figure out what the over-under is for that one. The, but I don't expect... 49. 49? It's too high for me. The Jaguars uh, could put yeah, up 10. Like this it. could be a 14-10 to 10 game, man. Like, it just could. Right. Like, the, the, Anthony Lynn has no interest in... in um, running away with the game or doing anything to help his quarterback in any discernible metrics. So uh, if I look back at 
how the Chargers did. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, they, let's see, let's go back to where they, wh why does that do that? They were in last place in their division last year, right? Um, so they finished fourth in, no, they're fourth right now. Um, doesn't look like they're Kate this year. They, this year they, they only have the one win by three. I don't really see where the seven and a half, I'm just going to kind of linger in that realm and go, Hey, look, I'm not going to touch the game, but if you like the chargers minus seven and a half, really take a look and ask, ask what it is you like. You'd like them to blow out the Jaguars? Why? Because you think the Chargers are good at keeping in close games? Uh, they do that. Like, th that's what they're they're almost every... Okay, so this is their, their games this year. Lost to New Orleans in overtime by three. Lose to Tampa Bay by seven. Um, lose to Carolina by five. Lose to Kansas City in overtime by three. This is a one-score team. I don't like the seven and a half. I don't like any part of it. If they get a lead at all, if they get a lead at all, Anthony Lynn will run the ball nonstop. I mean, it'll be ridiculous how much he just runs the ball for no fucking reason. And he will just plow ahead going, and God forbid it gets four yards a carry. And then he's going to start running the ball. Can say, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, first down, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, first down, run the ball, penalty, run the ball, horrible pass, punt. That's what it'll look like if they get any lead whatsoever. I hope they turn Justin Herbert loose. If they turn him loose, I'm going to be looking to bet them going forward. I just don't see it at all. So, All right, so while you were doing that, I found the answer to the question you were looking for. When was the last time the Chargers won a game by more than one score, right? Yep. I had to go back to week 14 of last season. When they beat the Jaguars, forty-five to ten. Okay, so so maybe that's the little hidden nugget there. Uh, everyone right. can beat the shit out of the Jaguars. I'm just not going to touch it. I think that the I think that the Chargers should 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 scull them. I just really don't like Anthony Lynn. I don't like his game plans. And uh, the, if if Justin Herbert's not a vet enough to say let's go get him and change Anthony Lynn's mind, I just don't see that happening. So I'm off on that one. Um, yeah, I'm not touching that game yeah. either way. Uh, Eight twenty game tonight. We have Seattle versus Arizona. I'm taking Seattle minus three and a half. Um, I think we're getting. I think everyone's getting hyped up on Kyler Murray. This is this is a thing that people do. Okay, the a a a, a talented team beats up on a bad team, and everyone goes, "They're a fucking contender." But every time that we have a team, like the Cardinals have played really anybody of discernible talent, they've lost. They beat the, the San Francisco 49ers at the beginning of the year. That's, that's, that, was a, that was a surprise win. That was a good win for them. Uh, but they've spent kind of the rest of their season either whipping up on bad teams or getting beat. They, their losses this year, just to, just to give you an idea of who the, Carolina, uh, who the uh, Arizona Cardinals have lost to. They have lost to Detroit. And they have lost to the Panthers. Now, they have beaten, here are the teams they've beaten. The Dallas Cowboys, who everyone's beaten. The New York Jets, who literally everyone's beaten. The Washington football team, who almost everyone's beaten. And then the San Francisco 49ers, who the San Francisco 49ers have three wins. One against the Rams, that was a really good win. But before that, they only had two wins, and that was the Jets and the Giants. The Cardinals have not played anyone at this caliber of football at all and seattle is primed to run through them i also think forgive me if i'm wrong but seattle's coming off a buy is that correct yes, yes. so 
I think that three and a half is stealing. I'm going to be taking Seattle minus three from now until the cows come home. I see no reason that they don't win by 14 or more. I just don't. I don't think you're going to be able to keep up with them. I don't think they're, they have, the Cardinals have not played a offense that can throw the ball like Seattle. They just haven't. Buda Baker, who's their safety, they normally keep in the box. Uh, Buda Baker's a lot like Jamal Adams. They go, oh, look at this guy. He's all over the field. He's making safety. You know, he's making sacks. He's, you know, he's batting lines at the line of scrimmage. He's picking up the running back in the backfield. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's a middle linebacker. <laughs> that's not your safety. I know you like to use him that way, but it really shows that you don't have a middle linebacker and your safety's not that good in pass coverage, so you bring him forward. Buda Baker normally leads that team in tackles. He did last year from the safety position, which normally means people are getting to the second level. Uh, I don't like their ability to defend the pass. I don't think they're going to have any answer for Seattle. So I love Seattle minus three and a half. And I think that Arizona's offense is a little bit of a paper tiger. They should have definitely put more on Dallas. They had more capabilities. They had to rely on Kyler Murray running the ball to get any type of real offense going. Uh, And that's against the worst defense historically through six games. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, I like Seattle minus three there. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit on it, and I've already put a bet in on them at three and a half. If it moves to three, I'm, I might dump my entire bankroll on it. I love it. That's my best play of the day. All right. So stat for this matchup, at least the interesting stat to me, is that Russell Wilson is 6-1-1 one, and one in his career in Arizona. Yeah. So he likes playing in that building. Uh, I think the Seahawks, like you say, they got the better offense regardless. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm rolling with the Seahawks as well. Okay. And then the last game on the schedule, which is technically tomorrow, but it's the uh, – and this one, I'll tell you this. This is another one I looked at and I said, someone please explain to me what I'm missing. The Chicago Bears that are 5-1 and one are getting six points against the Los Angeles Rams. What am I missing here? The only thing that I can maybe – uh, make sense of that with is the fact that the Rams are 14 and four at home in the last two seasons. So maybe Vegas says they're in LA. They're they're a lock. Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So here are the teams again. Let's let's walk through the Rams. Right. The Rams have four wins. I know the four wins off the top of my head. Most people don't. Um, let let's take it a step back. What's the worst division in football right now? NFC East. Okay. The Rams have played all four NFC East teams. They have four wins. Okay. That is their four wins. They beat Dallas by three. They whipped Philly. They beat the Giants 17 to nine. That was weird. That's horrible. They beat the uh, Washington football team 30 to 10. Now, in between there, they lose to the Bills and they lose to San Francisco. I, I, I don't see why they've earned the six points. Um... I think this is going to be a ugly, ugly fucking game. And so if you're going to, I think the better defense, I think a top five defense, and no one's talking about him, is Chicago. Chicago's doing really well defensively, shutting down some high-powered offenses. Uh, they have shut down, uh, you know, Atlanta's still a high-powered offense. They shut down, here are the teams, here's, here is, and people want to discount the Bears, and I get it. People go, oh, 5-1, what a bad 5-1 team. But, but let's really take a look at it. Are they a bad 5-1 team? They, they beat Detroit. Okay, great. Division game. Whatever. They beat the Giants. Okay, congrats. Everyone beats the Giants. Uh, then they beat Atlanta. Again, 
everyone's beating these teams. Everyone's beating those three teams except Detroit. Detroit's actually a little frisky, but okay. So we know nothing. You lose to Indianapolis. You make a switch. You go with Nick Foles. Okay. You turn around. You beat Tampa Bay, who thrashed Green Bay. And then you beat the Carolina Panthers, who seem to be a pretty good team. Now, in those two games, in those three games, with Indy included, you held Indy to 19, Tampa Bay to 19, Carolina to 16. In the other games of the season, Atlanta was the only score where the other team really got moving with the ball. Um, They had 26 points. This team is going to keep this game close. They're going to make it ugly. They're going to make Jared Goff uncomfortable. Make I bet you that you will see Jared Goff make multiple, multiple mistakes. I love the plus six. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't. This matchup is one that I don't feel great about. Um, with Nick Foles, I I've put my money on Nick Foles before, and it burned me. And yep. so I'm kind of just off of putting money on Nick Foles in general. <laughs> but the Bears defense, like you say, is one of the top units in the league. So I guess we should be putting more respect, or maybe not we, but Vegas should be putting more respect on them. Um, I, the one thing I like about the Bears offense, because I don't think that there's much to like on that side of the ball. I know that she's, you know, there's a lot to like on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah. I don't like shit on the offensive side of the ball. However, Allen Robinson leads the NFL in targets so far through six games. It seems that Nagy's at least figured out who his best player is because I thought Robinson was a little underutilized before. Um, So, I mean, I could see he's got a big matchup with Ramsey this game on on Monday night. Uh, I just don't see the Bears being able to score enough points. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me not liking Foles, but I don't feel great about them even plus six if i had to pick a quarterback to win me one game between nick Foles and jared Goff, i'd pick nick Foles 10 times out of 10 i, I don't have to question it i wouldn't even think about it i don't think jared in Goff, a big game yes in any game nick Foles, but you know in a, in a regular season game i don't know Goff might be able to do a little something here's the other thing that's really going to benefit the uh the chicago bears they're healthy on offense they have one starter missing in its entirety their left guard yeah, but who is their offense, you know? I'm I mean, just like, saying that, you know, I think there oh, there are good pieces here. Like, that's the truth. Allen Robinson is a top five wide receiver. David Montgomery is a good... It's a shame the quarterback play he's had to deal with. I know. Uh, David Montgomery is a is a good running back. Um, I don't think Nick Foles is horrible. I think he's... I uh, Truthfully, I think he's better than Jared Goff. I really do. Um, I think Jared he's Goff is... Super Bowl, so I have to at least give you that. Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. That gets masked. That gets masked by uh, Sean McVay's offense. Not like Jimmy G is masked by Kyle Shanahan's offense. Now, the only thing I'm really worried about in this game, and I'm going to keep an eye on, it, is Khalil Mack is questionable. Now, if he can't go, I may second doubt this. Uh, but I think he's going to be able to play. Um, their defense, though, here's the other thing: that would be their only injury to their starting defense. That's their only injury. So they have a left guard who's hurt, and Khalil Mack might not play. Besides that, they're 100% healthy. And if you're 100% healthy, I think that, um, well, they did lose uh, Artie Burns as a a cornerback, but uh, they're healthy enough to get in there and get it going. I I don't see this as a a game where you're like, oh, they're just so injury-riddled this late in the year. You know, we're we're about to, we're in week seven now. Jeez, it goes by quick. I I just don't think that... um, 
I think that if Khalil Mack plays Jared Goff, you can expect to do some dumb shit, and they're going to be all over him all day long. So that's how I look at it. Do you put any stock in the fact that the Rams are so good at home? I mean, only four losses in the last two years at home, 14-4. and four, I, they're, they're almost unbeatable in L.A. You That doesn't matter to you? No, I don't really care. Um, I don't okay. really think... I don't really care either, but... Yeah. You know, I don't know if maybe you put a little more stock in that than I do. No, I, I honestly this year have been throwing uh, uh, one thing that I think benefited me, and I haven't had a great year, but I am having a winning year. Um, I, I'm not negative in, in anything, and that goes from baseball to basketball to the NFL. Um, the thing with, you know, uh, about that is I go, hey, I'm not looking at who's home in a way. I'm just not. There's no fans really. Um, the, the travels, I just don't think travel's a big thing anymore. I think teams are able to travel pretty much in style. You know, private planes, you're not cramped into a fucking tube liner going across the country in a shitty motel. You're staying in the fucking creme de la creme. You're getting the best treatment. Um, and you know, I think, I think playing in, in the division they've played in, uh, I think those losses that the Rams probably have are, are I know the Ravens went in there and whipped them up last year. They, they lose to Seattle. Uh, they're losing to 49ers. So I think they lose to the good teams in the NFL. Um, they are coming up on a stretch that's really going to reveal who they are. Uh, it is Chicago, Miami, then Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, New England. So uh, we're going to know exactly who this fucking Rams team is here in a minute because they've got yeah. some of the big dogs coming to town. And then they end their year with the Jets, Seattle, and Arizona. So I think we'll figure them out. And I think by that time, I really do think that the Rams will be something like 9-7 and seven by the end of the year. And that means they have a lot more losses to give up. So um, that's what I like across the board. Any parting thoughts, Leo? Mm, I just got a question for you before we get out of here. Yep. Your Baltimore Ravens have a bye this week. So given that you don't need to spend time paying attention to them, what matchups are going to be on your TV today? I know you got a bunch of bets, but which ones are you actually going to have on your screen? Uh, the Steelers game is going to dominate my screen. Um, the Steelers-Titans game is really the only game I really care about in terms of like seeding and position. Um, I, I'll tell you, let, me, let me just go through, in a perfect world for me, what happens today. In a perfect world for me, in a, in a I am loving life, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Browns, the Titans beat the Steelers, uh, the Jets beat the Bills, um, and uh, and the Raiders beat the Bucks. If I can get those things, I don't care what else happens. That's the that would make that's like uh, the funniest shit in the world put together. That would make me absolutely giddy. Um, do want to talk one thing? Uh, we haven't really broken down. The Ravens make two moves under the cover of darkness in the middle of the week heading into their bye week landing in Gawkway and Des Bryant we'll break that down during the week we're just going to get this out now to everyone so they can listen to it before they get their betting in but um that that's I don't good. care so much about the Des Bryant signing but in Gawkway man big deal big deal so big 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 deal all right everyone Pay attention to these picks. It'll wake you some money. Put it on in the background. Remember, rate, subscribe, review. You can find me, Pick and Play 37. You can find Leo, Pick and Scroll. Always stay safe. Thanks for listening.